0: Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcasts. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, and welcome to episode number 185 of Amber on Podcasts. I am your host, Amber Camille Ligon, and this podcast is all about doing more good for more people. Thank you so much. Much for joining me. Podcasts saved my life when I lost everything and hit rock bottom back in 2017, which is what inspired me to create this show so that someone out there who is searching for answers will find what they need to help them on their journey. This week, we are talking about our dear friend, anxiety. You will learn tools for managing anxiety, how to make anxiety work for you, and how to increase your endurance when dealing with anxiety. In this episode, I share the story of a woman who lost everything and rebuilt her life better than ever before. And you know, I love a good self-transformation story, and this one does not disappoint. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. Every Thursday, I release a new episode, and I would love to have you join me. Now, let's get down to the good stuff, and let's start the show. Sarah Wilson is a multiple New York Times best-selling author who has written several books on wellness, diet, nutrition, and anxiety. She has been named one of the 200 most influential authors in the world twice and was recently featured on the Impact Theory podcast where she shared her story. I'm a big fan of transformation stories, one where someone was one person and then something happened that made them do a complete 180 and change everything about their life and how they live. This is what happened to me after I lost everything in 2016. And this is the same thing that happened to Sarah Wilson when she was 34 years old. Sarah was the editor at Cosmopolitan magazine, living a plush life of red carpet events, celebrities, and fashion. She was very active and ran to and from work every day. She did sand running races and 24-hour mountain bike races. Sarah lived on three to four hours of sleep and drank a bottle of red wine each night, followed by two cups of coffee in the morning. Sarah was all hustle and ambition all the time, and so her body forced her to stop. At 34 years old, Sarah had to quit her job as editor at Cosmo because she got Hashimoto's disease, which is an autoimmune disorder, and she couldn't walk for nine hours months. Her hair fell out, her nails fell out, and she put on 40 pounds in just four weeks. She went from living a glamorous life working for Cosmopolitan to being fat, hairless, nailless, with no source of income and zero motivation. Sarah's life was collapsing and at the same time she was told by her doctor that she was weeks away from heart failure. Sarah is a very type A personality, which kept her going too hard for too long. She also says that the mindset of being a strong female, of beating the boys and taking on a masculine mindset to be strong and do it all is what led her to this breaking point. Then one day Sarah was laying on the floor after being awake for three days straight. She was frozen and numb manic and depressed and stuck all at the same time she could hear the sounds of people going about their day and she was ready to die she got up looked in the mirror and she couldn't see herself there was only emptiness then a thought jumped into her head and said what if you just start again with just the clothes on your back and did it your way No one to bother you, no one who cares, just with what you have here and see what happens. See what happens became her motto for the next 10 years as Sarah began to reshape her life and build something that could sustain her and keep her healthy. Like many of us who go through major transformations, Sarah was rendered choiceless and decided to make a change that would change her life and ultimately save her life. She had already lost everything, so she moved to an army shed in the forest in South Wales in a hippie commune and started researching wellness. At a young age, Sarah was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and general anxiety. So she decided to begin by investigating a way that she could treat herself outside of the normal approaches. She decided to step back and intentionally change her perspective in order to create a conversation about not just living with these issues, but thriving because of them. Or as Sarah puts it, to make the beast beautiful. The beast in this case is anxiety, bipolar, and OCD. Sarah went on to write a blog and a New York Times bestselling book called First, We Make the Beast Beautiful, all in effort to help others manage and support their anxiety in a way that serves them instead of running from it or hiding from it, which only produces more anxiety. Sarah says our ability to reframe anxiety and mental health disorders is important as mental health issues are on the rise and anxiety is on the rise. Our culture today lends itself to produce more anxiety, even if you aren't an anxious person to begin with. Toggling between screens, running between activities, being permanently distracted, and feeling that we should. Distracted creates more anxiety and stress all around us. The type A busy person is revered. If you are super busy, then you are deemed to be on track in our society. Focusing, Is not cool. Learning thoroughly is not cool. Reading thoroughly is not cool. Taking your time to focus and dedicate yourself to a craft is not cool. Everyone wants everything yesterday, which makes it difficult for us all to slow down and be present in the life we are actually living. Anxiety emulates the same hormonal response in the brain as the fight. flight response, which is important to remember when it comes to reframing anxiety. Sarah says that we don't have an anxiety issue. What we have is a resilience issue. We can't sit in our shit long enough to pass through it and find a way of coping. Sarah says you have to get vigilant, focused. You have to take responsibility. Sit and be able to reframe things, even in the wildest of anxiety spirals. Reminding yourself, reading, feeling yourself, being mindful, meditation, all help you to be able to reframe so that your anxiety doesn't become something that cripples you. Take panic attacks, for example. Studies show that a panic attack only lasts 20 to 30 minutes. If you know this, then maybe not the first time or the second time, but the third time, you know you can sit through it. You can last 20 or 30 minutes. Trust it will lead somewhere. Trust you will get through it. Be resilient and practice being resilient in the face of anxiety. When you're anxious, everything annoys you. Noises, chewing noises. Everything seems to just go wrong. The table is wobbling. Your order is wrong. Life sucks. But you can do experiments that help you stay resilient. Sarah says, choose the loud noise, choose the wobbling table, and practice your resilience so that you are ready and mindful when the anxiety pops up again, which it will. You'll be better prepared and more mindful of what is happening inside your body. Sarah has a few tools and practices she recommends to help with anxiety and train yourself to be resilient. The first one is to stay. Practice staying and enduring the chewing noise or the wobbly table. Go to the pain. Sit through it. Practice the resilience. Meditation helps with this enormously. But you can also practice reading. Train yourself to read one chapter before you go and check your phone. Use the Pomodoro technique and focus on one thing for 20 minutes without distractions. Take cold showers, go to the gym, and work out. When you want to stop, keep on going. We are capable of so much more than we think we are. You don't have to do anything crazy. Start where you are. Wherever you are is an opportunity to wake up, practice resilience, and stay longer. Keep the mantra, stay, 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 in order to practice resilience. This makes you more mindful and more connected to what you are feeling and how you are reacting. It's a choice we all get to make. Most people are not intentional with their choices, but that doesn't have to be the case for you, dear listeners. All of these have the same basic principle, being vigilant and applying yourself to something that is just a little bit painful. This is a great lesson for me because I lack vigilance and discipline. It is something I learned to apply only recently, and it has made A huge difference in my life and my ability to accomplish my goals and be the person I want to be. From these small, ordinary changes, extraordinary things can happen. Sarah also recommends a few non-negotiables when it comes to managing and reframing anxiety. The first is meditation. Meditation is a non-negotiable for Sarah. She's been practicing for 10 years, but says she is still a crap meditator, but that's okay. Sarah says the crappier you are at meditating, the more benefits you get because you constantly have to gently come back, come back, come back to your breath over and over again. You are training the synapses in your brain to keep doing it, to keep coming back and be present, to stay, 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 and be resilient. Next is exercise. When we experience anxiety and the fight or flight response, we don't have the opportunity like animals do to run away or tear something to shreds. We have to sit with it at home or at work or in our relationships and it doesn't get to come out. Exercise is a great way to get these hormones out so your anxiety doesn't get layered and layered. You have an outlet. Another key tool, and my personal favorite, is walking. Walking has huge benefits and can help you get through a panic attack and reduce anxiety because the same part of the brain that controls walking is also the same part of the brain that controls the fight or flight response. Walking shuts down the fight or flight response and has helped me deal with anxiety and stress ever since I was a little kid. Walking is a huge benefit and should not be overlooked because it seems ordinary. It will make a big difference in your life if you just get out and walk for 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. Hiking in nature is the one thing Sarah recommends if you can only do one thing. In Japan, they have a government-funded wellness program called Forest Therapy where you walk in nature. And in South Korea, they send busloads of their tech-addicted kids to forest therapy camps. The science on what trees can emit and the impact on endorphins and hormonal response in the brain is substantial. Also, have a morning routine. The decision-making part of your brain is the same part that modulates the fight-or-flight response. So if you have to make too many decisions in a day, it will trigger your anxiety, and when you're anxious, you can't make decisions. The less decisions you have to make in the morning frees up that capacity and prevents you from getting anxious the rest of the day. I know it can be a challenge. Having a morning routine has definitely been challenging for me too. But we are either being vigilant and resilient, or we aren't. It's a choice. The science is there. The benefits are proven. We decide whether or not we want to take the simple steps that make a big impact. Another key to managing and reframing anxiety is to avoid sugar. I know this is not what you want to hear, but it is of the utmost importance. I have shared the dangers and toxic effects of sugar on past episodes, but here we are talking about sugar's impact on mental health. Sarah says that when she quit sugar, it changed her life. It made such an impact that she wrote 15 books about it. For Sarah, quitting sugar had an immediate impact on her Hashimoto's disease and her bipolar in just two weeks. There's a reason why mental health issues and sugar intake have increased at the same rate, same for obesity and depression. There's a clinic in Switzerland that did a study and gave half of the bipolar patients a pill, and the other half, they took sugar out of their diet. At the end of the study, the sugar-free group did much better, and they found that there is a connection between uric acid and bipolar and uric acid is produced when we eat sugar. There's a lot of research and science in this area connecting sugar to mental health issues. Now we know it's not so much about an imbalance in the brain, it's more about gut health. Our gut health impacts our neurotransmitters. And 80% or more of our serotonin is actually stored in the gut. Two years ago, I had no idea what a microbiome was, and now I am realizing that it's essentially a second brain. We used to separate the head from the body to diagnose and treat mental health issues, but now we have discovered that it is the entire body that is impacted and influencing our mental health, and it all starts with the gut. What we put into our bodies determines how our brains respond and what hormones are being released. What your food ate matters. You couldn't have convinced me of that three years ago. I would have never believed you. But remember, your cells turn over every seven years. Some turn over much faster than that. You are made of the things you eat. And if you are made of the things you eat, then what you eat is made of the things it ate or didn't eat. Sarah recommends cooking your own food. As an author of several cookbooks, she has provided the tools to help us all lead healthier lives. She says if you stop eating packaged food, that's like a silver bullet straight to mental and physical well-being. Sarah has lived through it, made these changes, practiced resilience, and emerged anew to share her wisdom and, exp- and expertise on how to live a thriving life. Sarah is doing her part to help us all do more good for ourselves so we can do more good for more people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I am thrilled and honored to share Sarah's story of transformation and evolution with you, dear listeners. Now, you know why we are anxious today, how to reframe anxiety, how to be more resilient, and how to treat anxiety using exercise, walking, meditation, a morning routine, and avoiding sugar. To learn more about Sarah and check out her best-selling books, go check out her website at sarahwilson.com. That's Sarah with an H, -H S-A-R-A-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And check out her interview on Impact Theory. For all of the show notes and to sign up for exclusive updates, visit mytalkingdollars.com. If you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe and please, Join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye.